Normally, they don't have two themed weeks in a row, but in an unusual move, this week Strictly had a distinct theme of sweetly moral wholesomeness, because everything is completely normal. Do not think about the event. No. Witness Danny's beautiful family, feel inspired by Kate building schools for disadvantaged kids, and congratulate Aliash on being the world's most adorable cinnamon roll of an uncle. And welcome to the Keep Dancing podcast. I'm Ellie and I'm your host. Tonight I'm joined by Emily, Elliot, Meg, Vicky and Ross. Five of you, that's right. We are your 100% unofficial, unexpurgated and unbelievably wholesome source of Strictly Come Dancing analysis and opinions. We aren't neutral. We aren't always polite, but we are able to keep our heads as everyone around us as everyone around us loses theirs. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at keepdancingpod. We'd love to hear from you, and when we've got rid of even more contestants than we already have there may there may even be time for questions we're also making an effort to spread ourselves over as many platforms as possible just like the pros in the uh sunday night number we are now on youtube spotify and we have a website keepdancingpodcast.com tell whoever you want about this don't keep us a secret hello everybody then hi Hi. hello 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 Elliot's been competing. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> How did you do, Elliot? I actually did a lot better than I expected. I made two of the finals, the quarterfinals and another, and our team came fourth. But the one we did make the final was a quick step, and just imagine about 20 people charging around in a circle, and that's what it was. But I will go on record in that round, somehow... My partner managed to get both her heels stuck in her ballroom dress at the same time. Skills. Yeah, we don't know how it happened. We never will. <laughs> Do you, uh, how, how, how? I don't know. It wasn't even a complicated step. We were just going into a closed step. We'd done the hard bit. <laughs> well, um, unless anybody's got anything burning to say about the show in general, how's about... We start on with the dancers. Dancing a cha-cha-cha and celebrating his mastery of the YouTube monetization algorithm, it's Joe Sugg and his partner, Diane. Do you feel a bit like uh, those two were the only ones that got that joke? What? That, like, the, the money thing with, with Joe that you've just made reference to. What? You know, like, producers-wise... Do you think the producers kind of got it? What, that Joe is incredibly wealthy in a sort of way that people don't really understand? Yeah. It's all internet Now money. that you've said it, I've only just, I've only just tagged on to that. Yeah, that never came through for me either. Because it, like, it was like, it was the ultimate millennial dance, that. Like, the well, whole thing... You, the song, the, the 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 attitude to it was like, 
exactly what people think about millennials. You know that we're all terrible spendthrifts that um, spend our money on av- avocado toast and stuff. There were no avocados is, is in that, that routine. <laughs> no, I know. It's fine. I, this was, that might have just been a bit of a ramble because uh, I have, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I've had a hard week. There was, the, there was money shooting out of an ATM that no one was paying any attention to. But yeah, and all. they were doing the, the money throwing thing. It was all about, you know, maybe I should be paying my bills, but actually I'm going to go out instead. And Well, I think if they were going to make it about what Joe's job actually is, the money should have been shooting out of an algorithm. And I'm not sure how the Strictly <laughs> Props department are going to do that. No, well, I didn't say it was like a, you know, transparent reference. But you appreciated the storytelling, Emily. I did, yes, basically. Marvellous. <laughs> aside from the storytelling, um, there was supposed to be some cha-cha-chaing, and I did see that Joe was indeed wearing Latin shoes and Latin trousers. Yes, yes and this exposed a lot of problems he has where he hasn't been wearing them for the last month. He, he's still got that YouTuber posture thing going on. He, he does. He's got a sort of awkward stalk thing going on his problem is is that he's got very long legs for his body he's like me he is all legs so everything shows up a hell of a lot more so he needs to get into the floor more and that was his problem he was too stilted he was he was a bit like a puppet just like being pushed there pushed there pushed there like there wasn't any fluidity and I will pick up this about this VT. When I went to see Pasha and he gave a really proper teacher's explanation about getting into the floor and using your hips, and they said, oh, we'll put that into, we'll see you in the studio tomorrow. Did they literally go and speak to him about hip action on the Thursday, when, two days before he was meant to perform? You'd hope not. Because if so, that, that was it. That I picked up on that I really hope they've been told to say that line, because if he's doing this now on Thursday, what have they been doing for the first three days? I'm really concerned. <laughs> there was definitely some time bending going on in some of the other VTs as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the routine. There was basic. There was, as, as Shirley said, with patch of timing, which is when you hold one beat to catch it up and start the next. And that's a nice basic thing to do. Yeah, he's he's going backwards though, isn't he? Mm. The two weeks he's been in more ballroom shoes and ballroom attire, we've lost Joe. We've lost the spark that Joe had in the first two weeks. and yeah. Vicky, do you think Joe can actually improve fast enough if the, if this I, thing that we're thinking that his televote is enormous comes to pass? I'm not sure. I think, you know what, I think he's going to be fine and I think he's going to plateau for a few weeks. But I was thinking about the dances he did really well were Charleston and Jive. And I know Jive requires a bit of technique and and control but they are like wilder dances and although cha-cha is still a latin dance it is there's a lot more technique to it and there's the straight leg and all that kind of stuff um anything a bit more refined requires a bit more attention to their technique i think hasn't quite come off and i don't know if it's a combination of him not getting it or diane's teaching because we've seen very little of diane's teaching in the last couple of years so I'm not so sure. There was something weird going on with his... He was trying so hard to get the straight leg. Something weird was going on with his back leg. I don't know if anyone else thought that. I'm not particularly technical, but it just looked a bit awkward. There was a general uh, sort of bird leg thing going on. Yes, yeah. yes. 
I don't know, I remember that, but I'm not sure if it was like he was straightening his front leg so much that his back leg was buckling or it was overlocking. Like, so, yeah, something was off, but I couldn't tell you what it was. But yeah, he should have yeah, one leg bent and one leg straight, not both legs rigid, <laughs> which is what he had at points. It just looked a bit awkward like last week. And we're, we've just lost Joe's character, which is making me think, is he only going to be good at the fun have a bit of a laugh dance. It's like the jive in the Charleston where you can have a bit of a character and have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, Ross, are you dreading his rumba as much as I am? Oh, goodness, no. That's, yeah, I, I am. That's not going to go well, I don't think. It all, to me, last night felt very placed. You could see going, right, I do this now, I do this, I do this, I do this. As you touched upon before, with the kind of wilder, more personality-driven dances, he was marvellous. But as soon as it gets something a little bit more technical, you can see the cogs whirring and the thought process going through. So, yeah, rumba next week. Ugh. I don't oh. know that he's got the rumba next week. Is he week, what I was going to say? But, like, just, he will be here till the end of the show unless they get rid of him. Yeah. I, I will say as a final point now, I wish I was a fly on the wall in many a fangirl's house when he was the last act to be called safe. Because they would have been sweating bullets because he was in a very dangerous position on that leaderboard. He was like fourth or fifth bottom. He was low down. And he was right in the danger zone of where this dance-off placings have been this year. Absolutely. Isn't there a strong possibility that they could skip the rumba? I mean, out of all the ones they're going to skip, I would have thought it's going to be that, surely. Yeah, because um, with the addition of couples' choice, you can now get mm. to the final uh, and miss two of the standard Latin and ballroom program dancers out. Could skip two ballrooms. Everyone will skip two ballrooms. <sighs> nah. I I think Joe would probably miss the rumba or the salsa in Latin. And for ballroom... You've got to hope that there's somebody enforcing some kind of you can't just skip the two hardest one here. Yeah, we hope. Yeah. Meg, what can Joe start doing to impress you? Less pranking, more training, yeah. I think. The pranking is starting to get on my nerves. Um, it's getting on my tits, to be honest. The... Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to explicit tag this now, Meg. Uh, <laughs> the the one where he did, like, he did 10 Instagram videos in a row of him just sitting in a pot plant watching Diane without her permission, just filming her. And Oh, because that's not at all creepy. No, that's not weird at all. I forget he's 28 at times, and I want to see a more mature Joey Sug now. Yeah. Like, this, I, I, this dance, this theming, didn't fit round Joe, because if he's going on the whole millennial thing, the millennial age isn't really 28, it's it's younger than that, it's my age and below, really. Is it? Oh, well, let's no. not get you, into the definition of a millennial. Because it, I keep it feels like it. millennial, and I am a lot older than Joe. <laughs> Elliot, I think you're more Gen X, to be honest. I think okay. yeah, just Elliot, you're Gen X. of Gen X. Oh, I don't even know what millennials. that is. is that, I don't is that even know what, what that children is. Nowadays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All I know is that I don't have a house, but I also don't have avocado toast. So where's my money going? <laughs> I have a house and avocado toast. Oh, I was going to say something really wise about Joe then, but it's gone clean out my mind. He needs to loosen his hips. If that means that Diane needs to sit on his lower back again, 
than you oh, know. Oh, you watched that video this Ooh, uh, week. You really enjoyed that. Yes, it was hilarious. I enjoyed her whole just be quiet and put up with this while he kind of turned on the floor in pain. Yes, well, she exacted some physical revenge on him, to be honest. Yes, but he is he he does suffer from a career spent sitting in, in a computer chair. I think. Yeah, very I much know. so. Dancing the quick step and hurrying Graziano from the ticket booth to the tunnel of love in 90 seconds. It's Vic Hope and her partner Graziano. I always think this song makes a really nice quick step. It's always breezy and nice. It's a it's a cute song, isn't it? Yeah. It's a great but song. I, again, I think this was misfamed when you look at Vic and Graziano. Did anyone else like think their outfits and like their whole characterization read more prom than sitting on a boat shaped like a love heart? Yeah, they were going to the enchantment under the sea dance. Sure. <laughs> Why not? I mean I liked it, whatever she was doing. Yeah, well the sort of the frills on the front I think was a reference to a specific Supreme's costume it certainly rang some sartorial bells yeah it didn't to me I would have lost the frill on the dress to be fair but hey Vic's improving she's getting a lot better and I know I said this about two other people but she could be as art course as she keeps improving at the way she is because she is doing really really well and I love her and I would be very happy if she made the final because she is just very grateful and she's very aware that she's in a very lucky position to start with and she's getting up half for every blimmin morning and then doing her job and then going to dance morning people morning people <laughs> <Yeah>. oh she's <laughs> the sort of person like runs into your bed, bed at 6 a.m it's like i've been to the gym i've gone shopping let's get up and seize the day isn't she yeah vic <laughs> hope seizes the day ross can you tell that somebody's had a word with graziano about the choreography Yes, you can. It's now all about Vic at long last. And there's now actually a story coming through. I really enjoyed the the kind of theme of the dance. I've watched it, I think, three or four times, and at the end of the dance, each time I've audibly gone, oh, that was lovely. So, yeah, I think she's improving massively, and I think Elliot's right. She's definitely now one to watch for the victory. I laughed out loud at Graziano's glom ticket-selling acting face. Oh, he also had one of the worst intros into a comedy VT of all time. I think, I can't remember what he said, but this week we're doing so-and-so, so I thought I'd take Vic onto a boat. And, oh, he needs to learn oh, yeah. how to intro into VT school. That's the first lesson he needs. And, and Vic just went, why are we doing this and not training? <laughs> Which is yes. brilliant. Yeah. Which we all went, yeah, why are you doing that? A very good training. question, Vic. <laughs> why I enjoy he's, that Graziano's clearly gone to the Pasha School of Acting, but that's going to keep me going for the whole series. Vic is improving and it makes me very, very happy. And yeah, she looked great again. She's improved so much from her waltz. I think she's going to be great. I can't wait to see. I'm actually excited to see what she does every week now. Like, she's one of the people I look forward to seeing. Yeah, I was vaguely worried about this um, going into it. I had a little star next to it going, I am worried about Vic. I'm not worried about Vic anymore. In terms of the narrative, though, 
people are trying to say, oh, you're a ballroom girl or, oh, you're a Latin girl. I think she might just be quite good. Yeah. It's not, oh, you're just mm. a competent dancer. She needs I, to just have a wow moment now. That's the thing, though. I think every week she is having these sorts of moments that, which people aren't acknowledging. Like, her acting last night was really on point. Like, she is good face with facial expression. She has good hold. She has good performance skills. We saw this last week in Movies Weekend. The judges aren't responding to it for whatever reason. So, yeah, she we needs to have a real thing they can't really criticise moment, which is a bit ridiculous four weeks in. Ross? We haven't seen her do the tango at the Pasadoble yet, have we? No, she's got the... Op- she, if she's back in, ball, uh, back in Latin next week, um, I think it would be quite fun if she also did a rumba, because Ashley's doing one, and out-acted Ashley. Mm. I just really want to see them do that kind of fierce Paso tango. The tango head flicks with both their heads of hair put together would look like a car wash. I'm now imagining it. I, when you said that, I thought it meant like their hair was like put in a ponytail together, like an avatar situation. I was like, how would that work? That's for Halloween, where they're going to be some kind of very <laughs> misjudged <laughs> chimera. <laughs> when they try and recreate the Russian Eurovision entry from a couple of years ago. Oh, the Tolmachevi <laughs> sisters. <laughs> I uh, I was very impressed actually. She didn't lose momentum uh, throughout the quick set, and quite often you do see um, the non-dance trained celebrities losing momentum. Yeah, I don't know that we had any idea of her fitness levels before the start of this, but it seems like um, she's pretty fit to start out with. Yes. I think a fair comparison is that last week our main criticism of Ranj was he lost steam halfway through. Vic didn't lose any stamina or steam. And I think that's like where we can make the clear comparison that where others have struggled to keep up in the past, and Dr. Ranj is a clear example, Vic held her own. Indeed. Well done, Vic. Woo! I'm moving on. Dancing the Viennese waltz. That's as timeless as the clock-free halls of a Vegas casino. It's Danny John Jules and his partner, Amy. He seemed to be a bit more in his uh, comfort zone this week, even though we've been saying that he's not necessarily the happiest man in hold. Well, I think he's better in hold. I prefer his ballroom, but he was very... See, um wine cork in a sea last night. I know Viennese has rise and fall, but it's very minimal rise and fall, and that's what catches a lot of people out, and that's where he fell victim, because he was going up and down like a heart monitor, and it should be very very minor rise and fall. Apart from that, he was pretty great. I feel like if he was doing um, a waltz on stage in a musical, he could get away with that kind of bobbing about. Yeah. He could. And to the average Strictly viewer, he could get away with it. But when you do break it down and you've got four world-class judges there, you can't really, sadly. <laughs> Try as he might. I, what I really enjoyed about watching that last night was the, the beam, the beam of smile, uh, beaming smile, sorry, uh, he had on his face throughout. And, you know, quite often we talk about the joy of dance when someone is a less competent dancer um, and, and we don't 
always remember to talk about that with the slightly more competent dancers and it was really really nice to see you know someone that does have a a good grasp of um, of dancing to look like they were enjoying it quite so much yeah some t- so we're still not necessarily 100% sure how the songs get doled out but i feel like danny was doing his viennese waltz to maybe one of his favorite songs of all time the first song on his a list yes i would say so yeah and i think that really um i think that really upped his comfort zone cuz he could kind of slide into that song and let it kind of help but no i really enjoyed it i mean it was bouncy and he did windmill but he was so happy i really enjoyed that um i mean yeah i don't really have too much to add other than i feel like he's not really improving he's just doing each of the dances in his own sort of danny john jules style um and this the couple generally are just getting a little bit lost for me and there's still a lot of them left i can i could yeah, I, I've sort of seen, I feel like I've seen what he can do now and I've not seen a vast improvement, so I'm getting a bit bored. He needs to start pulling out like 5% improvement per week. Uh, yeah, at least. Um, I mean, uh, and the main thing I remember from him this week is doing a headstand in the results show, so yeah. And I'd already really? seen the headstand on <laughs> It Takes Two. Oh, I didn't see it, no, okay. Ross? I only have one other point to mention that no one else has. I liked his hands. I didn't think they were too flancy or too overly shaped. I don't know what Craig was talking about. The thumb on the back, yeah, that was sticking up and that was annoying. But the the trailing hand making the shapes was beautiful. I don't know, considering Craig goes on about it all the time for people who can't do it and their shovel hands, it felt harsh to criticise Danny for actually making an effort. Yeah, over-expressive hands is a new one to me. A new one to me as well. I thought they were perfectly expressive. It's a mystery, like a, a, a great number of the things that Craig says. I do feel like someone had maybe like extra starched his pants or something yesterday. He was well grumpy. There is nothing more irking than a starchy gosset. <laughs> and with that, we move on. Dancing the rumba and joining Sara Alto in our list of all-time favourite lighting fixture botherers, it's Faye Toza and her partner Giovanni. I'm really glad you mentioned Sara because literally the first part I put was tuned out mainly because I love this song as a slow ballad, in brackets, Sara Alto from The X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> I completely tuned out. I remember she had ribbons on the bottom of her dress which ruined the dress for me and the terrible CGI at the start. Which, why? Um, because health and safety says no, you can't have a pyro curtain. So no, not completely surrounding your dancer anyway. No, especially not while she's wearing organza strips and would go up like a firelighter. So basically, because Kate nearly face plants it, they've just got to pretend things are there now. Uh, yeah, you know, nobody's allowed to fly anymore, which is a good thing. Um, and yeah, you're not allowed real fire unless you're stood a good three metres away from it. Now, the dress thing, I have um, a sort of explanation for why the bottom of the dress was like it was. So the top half with all of the beautiful beading is the party in Chandelier, 
you know, the one, two, three, one, two, three drink um, yeah. swinging from the chandeliers bit. And then the, the plain sort of dowdy organza strips are the anxious person underneath. Or it's possible I'm just back-solving from a slightly weird dress. I, I, mean, I think it was a story. I'm impressed you put some sort of story together. Only, only on Strictly would your organza strip be classed as dowdy. <laughs> Compared with a hand-applied three-colour bead fringe, yes, yes, yes. they are. Meg, you were going to come in there. Um, I, I, it was a weird dress. I liked the top half of it, um, but I really liked that rumba. Um, she had good foot pressure, and uh, she managed to distract from Giovanni's bare chest, which, um, you know, takes skill, I think. I did have to go back and check. <laughs> he was shirtless, uh, or sort of shirtless. Um, no, I. Uh, she's consistently good in a way that I'm not going to lie, I kind of wasn't expecting from Faye from Steps. I really enjoyed the back bend. Yes. I thought she managed to get into and out of that in a graceful, yogic manner. That, yeah, that was dignified. Yeah, as opposed to chiropractic. Yes. <laughs> it was a very romantic rather than raunchy rumba, wasn't it? Yeah, there's no filth. No, we've got to wait for Kate to do that. Yeah, well, we weren't allowed. I was, I was going to say we weren't allowed filth last night, but we, you know, we did get the PVC top on Ashley's dress. That's just perfectly normal haberdashery. Perfectly normal. I know, I it's, know. They cleared that up, didn't they? It's not they? at all fetish wear. Nobody wears fetish wear on Strictly. I thought it was a lovely rumba. It didn't make me cringe, which is uh, always good. But that possibly suggests to a lack of contact. That's um, probably the highest compliment you can give a rumber, Emily. What, that it, it didn't, didn't make me it, want to tear my own skin off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably is. Certainly on Strictly. Vicky, have you got any higher praise than it didn't make you want to tear your skin off? No, I do. And I was actually, I thought Giovanni kind of pulled it out of the bag here. I had, I had quite low expectations. I just, having been told what the track was going to be, I expect did as I think we said a bit on Twitter a bit of contemporary wafting around and drama and Viennese waltz style um, you know wafting around but it was a proper rumba I thought the basics were really excellent actually um, I thought it was a little bit undermarked I thought she was equally as good as Ashley this week and I don't know if they're just going to have some kind of storyline of you know one week one is better than the other but no I think Faye's still solid Chandelier is a nice song for a rumba uh, so mm. this week in my dance class, we were we were going over our rumba basics, and in his wisdom, our teacher decided that we were going to do uh, rumbas to uh, Ed Sheeran's crack anthem, mm. The A Team, mm. and Phil Collins's very sad song about homelessness, Another Day in Paradise. <laughs> oh, oh God! My. Oh. <laughs> no. So I mean. There's, Bad dance teacher, no biscuits. There's songs you can rumba to. I, I'm. That's not. That's not good. Ross, can you think of a worse rumba than Another Day in Paradise? Snooker Loopy, Chaz and Dave. It's not. It's <laughs> oh. not the right temp. Try again. 
Um, something by Keen. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Every rose has its thorn. Ooh, oh. I don't know. Somewhere only we know would be pretty terrible as a rumble. Didn't the Lily Allen version for the John Lewis advert? That would be the. Yeah. Hang on, though. Hang on. Didn't Kevin already do a rumba to that? Probably. I think somebody's already done a rumba to that on Strictly. Oh, oh God. I can't imagine they'll have had anything positive to say about it. Well, <laughs> if we can't say anything nice, we just keep talking. Dancing the jive and standing up for all of nerd and geek kind, it's Katie Piper and her partner Gorka. Aww. Oh, this was Aww. sweet. Yeah. Nerdy Gorka. Sorry, that, was, that wasn't my contribution to, to Katie, but yeah. I think, you know what, she's improved and, for you know, it, it's not great, but it's still a lot better. Um, the timing was off. I thought the judges were really kind. Um I'm a bit sad she's gone because I, I really liked watching her and thought Gorka was very compassionate in the way he was kind of, you know, choreographing for her, but um, not surprised in the result. I feel like she's probably one of the strictly celebrities who might be having some quiet dance lessons privately over the next year or so. Like, she's mm. enjoyed it. I'm not sure. Like, I feel like she's enjoyed the dancing, but the performance was hell. I was really impressed with how she um, she acted her way through this routine, though. She put a lot into it. I mean, when you think of her Paso two weeks ago, um, there was quite a transformation there. Yeah, because it gave her a, a lot of work to do um, in terms of telling the story. And she what? did that. She didn't necessarily do the acting at the same time as the dancing, which is probably <laughs> where it sort of fell down a bit. But it was... A, I just don't... Yeah. Sorry, I, I just don't know why Gorka put in those kicks on the spot repeatedly because they were terrible, but never mind. Mm. Yeah, the fact she was doing it on her own as well only seemed to kind of amplify that fact. It was that I felt quite uncomfortable watching her on her own. I preferred it when she was with Gorka to kind of, she seemed more comfortable when she was with Gorka at the same time. I'm just sad she's gone because I thought she was yeah. really adorable. And not in I a, thought, you know patronising treat you kid gloves ways that she was very self-aware and I think the fact you are very self-aware regardless of your talent in the show is very endearing and very rare on the show and her and Gorka just worked lovely together and again I love seeing her improve every single week and I wanted her to stay in just a little bit longer. Yeah I had a lot of respect for her for that because of that sort of persistence you know, she was coming back every week and every week you could actually really see that she was working on um, the feedback and, and, you know, the the confidence thing with her was obviously a much bigger yeah. uh, thing that she could work on in one week, but the dance really was improving. Um, so it is really, really sad to see her. I just feel like it was not not really the right time for her to go just yet. I was going to say she looked lovely in that Odinil and um, navy dress. That is one of your favourite colour combinations, Emily, isn't it? It is, as I said on the Twitters last night. <laughs> I mean, she's got a little basket from Shirley, as Shirley called it. Um, I did also really enjoy that she didn't give the typical generic lever speech. She made sure to go around and, you know, compliment different things, like admitting she wasn't the strongest in the dance-off, was really grateful for what the judges said, grateful to Gorka, and not just a typical, I've had a lovely time and I'm going to miss it. 
of which we have nearly every single week. Like, it felt very genuine and compassionate what she was saying, and I fully believed every word that she was saying. I like what Gorka said as well. Well, that was really sweet. I can't think of what it was right now, but he's a wonderful sure. human. Yeah, I did really, a- really from the heart stuff from Gorka. Absolutely lovely. Yeah. Oh, I also did also love that when Bruno called Gorka a geeky, walked off sad and Chasey chased after him with the flower. That was cute as well. Like, just those two together were just adorable. <laughs> oh. I'm going to miss them. Meg. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sad to see her go as well. I, I felt that she was kind of getting settled into her confidence, but I did think she needed to kick it up a gear for, to get through the jive. And so I was really worried when I saw that was what they were going to be doing this week. But they were adorable, or even adorkable, even. Um, a gawkable. Yeah, a gawkable, yes. It was a really sweet dance to leave on, a nice dignified way to go out. She can be so proud of what she's achieved. Yes. Dancing the salsa and proving that no one loves Charles Venn like Charles Venn loves Charles Venn. It's Charles Venn and his partner, Karen. <laughs> Once more, Charles Venn. <laughs> I've, I've really, really, really taken a dislike to him now. He's still doing it's, the praise retweeting uh, thing. It's mad. It's taken you this long to realise you don't like him. No, no, I've, I have been saying it for the last uh, four weeks, but um, no, I really, really don't like him. I... I I don't know what it is. He sets my teeth on edge. He talks about himself in the third person. That's really all. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's a fairly major character flaw there, as it is. But then when he gets called into the dance-off and he's just so outraged. Oh, stop it. The thing is, though... He plateaued in week one. He has had the same score every single week. That is a giant warning sign, surely, that you are just not improving in any capacity. And side note, Karen was completely leading that salsa from start to finish yesterday. It was at times a little painful because there was just way too much gyration was staring down the camera for, for me to really want to pay attention. So again... I kind of just tuned out. I don't think you can do a straight strip on Saturday night. I feel like you have to do at least a wink to acknowledge how 70s kitsch what you're doing is if you're going then, to do a straight strip. And then also, I know Craig said to give it more personality in the, in the dance-off, but then he went completely over the top. And then it was just really messy and the last time we had this salsa played on Strictly was when Peter Schmeichel did it years ago. And I preferred that yes. routine. And that was terrible, but it was terrible for all the right reasons. And we saw a really nice side of Peter Schmeichel no one had ever seen. This was just Charles Venn loving himself whilst Karen watched on whilst turling, turling underneath his arm. Which I, is what the last three weeks have been. I thought of a lot of things while this routine was on. I thought... Emily would probably quite like that lemon yellow play suit. Yes. I thought the washing machines remind me of when Vic Reeves did Dizzy on top of the Pops. <laughs> yeah. I had a completely different cultural reference. Um, I thought of Trevin Simons. We don't do duvets. 
So I Googled that whilst he was dancing, watched that sketch, found that hilarious, and then came back to the TV and went, oh, yeah, there's a dance. I had to watch it again today, um, and that probably tells you all you need to know about Charles Venn. Well... <laughs> Is he, he's just, just doing the dance off every week sauce. until he's kicked off, isn't he? He's just that'll be just... next week. Well, we thought we thought Ashley was going to be the destroyer um, this series, but it does look like Charles is going to be sitting there in the dance off, knocking people off until he eventually has an off week. I mean, to be fair though, no disrespect, but the people he's had to go up against has been pretty certain he was going to survive. No one's had to challenge him yet. That's the problem. So I'm just hoping that Joe or Ashley does just fall into the dance for next week just to get rid of him because I'm over it completely. Don't I, don't don't be daft, Elliot. Joe is not going in the dance off. Let's just no. hope he ha- if Charles has got a rumba next week, I'm putting it on mute and making a cup of tea. I I can't sit for- after that staring down the camera this week. Give him a rumba, Jesus. He's gonna get Kate's mirror out from week one. <laughs> <laughs> just dance to it all the and you, you, you won't see Karen. She'll be behind him and removing it. <laughs> Ross, what's the weirdest <laughs> thing that's happened to you in a laundrette? I don't think I've ever had to use a laundrette. Um, oh, university. Well, I found someone else's pants at university. Okay, Meg. <laughs> Let's head the back. <laughs> Uh, weirdest thing that's happened in a laundrette or thoughts on the dance? Um, <laughs> either, whatever you feel you have most to add on. Um, well, I don't enjoy a disco salsa, so that was always going to be a, a sticking point for me. Hang on, he's had a disco um, cha-cha and a disco salsa. He's he's very disco. Um, but I think, although he... It, it is true that every time he's ended up in the dance-off, he has always been, unfortunately, the better dancer than the people he's been up against. Um... You know he's only been in it who... twice. I know it feels like he has always been in the dance-off, but it's only been twice so far. But it feels like so many. But it just... I mean, to be honest, last week I thought he'd gone out. And then I had to remember that no Lee had. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, but probably the weirdest experience I've had in Laundrette was terrifying a first year by emptying an unattended washing machine into a bin bag because there were only four washing machines for something like 150 students and I wasn't waiting for them to come claim it. But you can't do that. That's someone else's pants. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Vicky? I mean, I think my only verdict here is I'd rather listen to laundry anecdotes than think about this dance. (laughs) I mean... Two They're weeks, so two weeks in a row, we have given Charles the most damning reviews that we can possibly give. They're so dull. And, like, honestly, Karen could take a week off next week and he'd probably, like, work it out himself and love it. You know, he'd have a lovely time. Um, With the mirror. <laughs> yeah, and the mirror. And any props he wanted to some disco tango, I don't know. But, um, I don't know, it's... But did you see Karen's face when they was the judges were saving them? She looked like it was torture. She she does not want to be there. Um, I, I was not paying attention, you, but I did see a couple of tweets about Charles and Karen's faces, and I need to go back and watch that. Yeah, you do. It's like she does not look happy to be coming back. Um, she's not having a good time. Um, and what else was I going to say? 
Um, I just, yeah, and you know, it's you know, a dance has not been great when you just wonder what you're going to do when they do it in the dance off because you've already seen it once. You don't want to see it again. Like, there's nothing for you there. <laughs> Are you implying there's tension between Charles and Karen? I mean, no, no, not tension, <laughs> not tension. I just think she's she's as bored as we are with the situation. That's the thing. It, like, if there was a sort of a reverse Brendan situation going on, that would at mm, least yeah. be interesting, and it would give us something to talk about. But no, there's a a dreadful vacuum. It's like interstellar space out there. Any producers this Brendan. week? Can you please put Can you please put Charles on first next week, just so he's out the way. I don't mind missing yes. five minutes of the show if he's on first. A nice suggestion, Elliot. So I can make a cup of tea. <laughs> I, th- I think I think we should just stop kicking it now. Yep. Dancing the quick step and effortlessly whooping AJ's overconfident ass like the elite sportswoman she is. It's Lauren Stedman and her partner AJ. AJ did himself no favours challenging her to a triathlon. She is a gold medal winning elite athlete, AJ. And you are an oik. <laughs> it's probably the most I've laughed at the VT in a while. Mm. I, yeah, I was, I was barely <laughs> laughing throughout. It was brilliant. If you want more of that, AJ's vlog um, g- gives you more of him, well, just a sort of concentrated 20 minutes of hubris. If we need... No, a, I, I don't if, need that in my life. If we need a sequel to 10 more minutes of bum chat, 20 minutes of hubris. <laughs> that VT was just interesting. Um, it was pointless, to be blunt. A pointless VT. Never, um, never. On this show? I'm shocked. <laughs> um, has AJ just got an entire rack of floral shirts he loves to wear on the show as well? Because this one was also disgusting. No, that is called wardrobe's revenge. <laughs> mm. I like Lauren's dress. That was nice and breezy and like reminded me of an ice cream, like an ice lolly because it had like the pink, the orange and the pink and the purple and she looked lovely. Yeah, I really uh, like that sort of co- combination of flat, saturated brights always reminds me of... Uh, there's a really nice bit in Beyonce's Crazy in Love video involving... Oh, yes, yeah, there is. Yeah, that. Uh, but a quick-step dress. I The, the saturated red on AJ's um, suit and waistcoat combination was playing havoc with my colour setup on the telly. It, he was just bleeding out into one massive puddle of red. Punchline redacted. Uh, no punchline required. The routine itself was okay, but she now needs to believe that she can do it because I, I still feel like she, she's she, she's almost being apologetic for being there and being on the floor, but she needs to watch her back and kind of go. Actually, I can do it, and I'm doing it well. Cause she is. She needs, just needs to just enjoy it a bit more. Absolutely. Yeah, we got you, Lauren. You you just crack on and enjoy it. I thought there was an improvement in her confidence last night, though. I thought last night she looked a lot more comfortable than she did in the previous two weeks. So was that just me? No, I no, agree. She, she, said, she, said to, she said to Claudia as well, I think, something about feeling happier to be out there and 
Um, I thought I thought what was quite telling was she did make a few mistakes, but she kind of just carried on and had a smile on her face. And I thought that was quite markedly different from uh, the week before. Well, I think she just hated the cha-cha, didn't she? I noticed that we don't make mistakes anymore. We have foot faults. Foot faults. <laughs> like ponies. <laughs> yes, AJ brushed one of the fences there. He's going to have to go around <laughs> again. <laughs> Two points off whatever house we put him in. Slytherin. Slytherin. <laughs> yes, two this points off Slytherin. This is what I picked up as one of my notes. I forgot I actually put this. AJ's headline was off that entire dance. Really? He kept looking over towards Lauren, which is technically, in a ballroom perspective, a big no. You should have your head in your own space. You technically shouldn't be able to see your partner. Was he chatting to her or what? I don't think he was because he's sort of like, I don't know, but when he was turning, like in the rotary figures, he does what a lot of boys do and I am guilty of doing it myself at times. He was turning his head in with tools his right, almost checking up on her and that really bugs me. It's like, your partner's fine. <laughs> She's there still. Yeah, you'd feel it if <laughs> but his, something his, happened. But her chin was down so he almost like dropped his chin as well. Like, I'm not going to like be too harsh on his, his headline just in case he sees this and like rips me to shreds because it's possible it's better than my headline i'll give him that but yeah i noticed it and it kind of confused me huh there was a little side by side section and i really really liked it i can't remember that whoops there was one and i obviously liked it enough to make a note of it i don't know enough terminology to describe it but it was side by side and it was good um, I really liked the 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 reverse twirl where she was basically in like tricep dip position. I thought that looked really strong, really good. I think my only the only thing that kind of really stood out to me as a kind of like moment was when she kind of threw herself backwards for the catch and bounce back up again. I don't know the technical term. Kind of a lift, maybe not a lift, more of a drop. But it just felt a bit like she kind of paused and then flung herself backwards. And As it, if she had to pause for half a second to work out there. whether she trusted AJ or not. Yeah, like, do I want to do this well, successful? A- well, AJ doesn't have a great, you know, history of catching his partner. Catching. Nearly dropped her in the long show. Nearly dropped her in the cha-cha last week. She, he hasn't got the best record. <laughs> No, you do drop on it takes two as well this week. Oh crap! I didn't oh. see that. <laughs> what were it's they doing? Really no, he, they were they were coming onto the set. You know, I think with um, the audience and stuff. And he was like spinning her around and holding, like basically like whacked her into the table. I was just like, what are you doing? Oh, oh no! <laughs> you get so overexcited. I just oh, he's the slap. <laughs> it's like a puppy. I just want to. Rolled up newspaper. Um, anyway, uh, let's cease there with fantasies of punishing AJ. <laughs> Dancing the Paso Doble like Prince in an NHS lanyard, like a sexy dairy milk, like a vegan matador. It's Dr. Range and his partner, Jeanette. That's the weirdest joke you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the picture of a sexy dairy milk. I know a tie, but wow. He was purple and he was really trying. <laughs> this is when I thought he would like sexy dairy milk. <laughs> did, he, did he not give you Prince vibes in his purple yes. suit? All short and everything. Yes. And purple. <laughs> and glittery. Yeah. Yeah. Prince. <laughs> it's just 
vegan matador. It's very apt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he was trying really hard, uh, but it wasn't actually a real steak. It was one of those ones that's actually made out of wheat protein. And beetroot juice. <laughs> and beetroot, so it really bleeds. Yeah. But I really like a traditional-ish paso. I know it was to a song from a film, so I feel like this is a Jeanette's mo- movie week overspill. Uh, but, you know, just songs not in the English language, eh? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> songs that actually feel like they could be a paso. Yeah, this was a very paso routine. Um, it's I wouldn't say it's the most traditional paso we've ever had. I still feel that goes to Susanna and Kevin, because that was a very traditional competitive paso, and I still adore that paso to this day. Eyeliner Kevin, everybody. <laughs> Eyeliner Kevin. Mm. But this was his best dance by far. Who thought the most smiley, adorable, happy person needs to be really serious and butch to have his best dance? He was Maybe- on the edge of cracking the whole time, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I definitely prefer this to overexcited Ranch who gets carried away. I much prefer when he's put in a box and a character which he can't break out of, because then he can't overperform. And I think he did a great job, and so did Jeanette. And Jeanette looked great. Uh, Ranj looked great. I would have preferred it if there was some purple in Jeanette, even if even it was just like her hairpiece was purple, just so they had some sort of matching. There but, does seem to be a thing this year where we're not dressing them as pairs. No, it's like you're yeah. going to be in like a, a staple cream or, or white, and your partner's going to have all the colour. Because we've seen it with Stacey and Kevin, we saw it with Danny and Amy, and now Ranj and Jeanette. She should have had a sexy dairy milk outfit as well. <laughs> That'll be Halloween. <laughs> Actually, sexy dairy milk is quite an easy costume. Yeah. Yeah. Body positive. But you still had so. that purple corset, L. That was nearly 20 years ago, Emily. I know, but it was dairy milk purple. Yeah. Somebody was going to come in and say something sensible. Save me. <laughs> I was mostly just going to say that I'm pretty sure the last thing any needed was Strictly VT crew. Yeah, I thought that was overstepping it a bit, going to see Dr. Ranj at work. They said it was his first day back. I noticed it. I don't believe he's had four weeks off his job. No, he hasn't, because he was definitely talking about um, (laughs) dancing on very little sleep a couple of weeks ago. He works in the NHS. I don't get any time off as it is, God bless their, their souls, but no way would he have that much time off to... No, there was definitely a... There was definitely a thing made of it in the first week that he'd been working all week and he still managed to pull out an amazing routine. I'm sure he has been working right He's been doing it. Whenever he's been on It Takes Two, they've mentioned that, oh, and, you know, in the last 24 hours, he's done a 12-hour A&E shift and training and, I don't know, run a half marathon or whatever. And baked a cake. Yes. (laughs) I can tolerated Phil and Holly on this morning. <laughs> I can only assume that he wasn't on the paediatric rotation. So maybe for the last four weeks he's been on something working, but not in paediatrics. That is the only thing that would make sense to me. It's not necessarily our place to worry about NHS staffing patterns right now. So I think we can take that offline um, and uh, ask Vicky what she thought of his paso. I really, really love this, actually. I mean, I was always kind of, they were kind of ranking about in the middle for me, but I was really impressed with Jeanette here. I did not expect much from 
from her in terms of a, a paso, but it was as traditional as, like you guys said, it's going to get. And I thought the choreography was great. I really liked the footwork. I thought it was clean. Um, the only thing I didn't like was her shoes. <laughs> they didn't match the rest of the outfit. But uh, other than that, a big, big thumbs up. Oh, she had like going out heels on, didn't she? Like little. She boots. had. They're called. Um, they're called Luba boots. They're designed by Luba Mushuk. Um, and for some reason, all the like Karen and all these people on their tours this year were wearing them. I wasn't necessarily a fan. I just think they look a little bit strange. <laughs> I, I like the shoe, but yeah, not for a for, not for a paso. It's no. if you are um, playing. A, a a body female chorus member in a musical that's the boot yeah 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 they did um a chicago number um and they looked they were like great for that but um and one of the tours i saw but yeah for this it just looked a little bit out of place i thought yeah sometimes there's no reason not to just wear a neutral latin shoe latin shoe yeah <laughs> yeah Who've not had on Dr. Ranch? Ross. Well, I was trying to stay out of it because I didn't quite feel it. I like the routine. I like the kind of traditional element of it, but I didn't think it particularly suited Ranch. I kind of thought for the first kind of half of the dance, he kept that persona, but for the second half, I kind of felt he lost focus. And even at one point, I mean, it was split second, but at one point, the big beaming smile returned and it didn't quite match for me. I didn't really get much coming from it. So it was it was fine, but it was nothing outstanding for me. Can I have somebody to come in and finish Dr. Range off? Uh, no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you might be implying there, Ellie. I, I will Hi. say... Nurse, I say, she's Elliot. I will say the choreography worked really well with like the accented beats where the lighting also flashed up as well. Because moments where it, it almost went like a snare drum, like sort of like a kiss, and they had choreography which which matched that with the lighting. And he had really, I know this sounds a bit rude, but he had really good forward pelvic action. There's no other way to describe a bit in a passo because when you go forward, it comes from your pelvis and your hips. And I thought that was really good. I'm glad he's actually finally done a really solid competitive dance because I was getting really worried that we had hyped him up to be this really great dancer and he was becoming a bit eh. And I thought if he didn't smash it this week, he could be going home this week or next. But yeah, he saved himself this week. So good on him. Yeah, I mean, he might be back to the novelty numbers next week, but this was solid, vaguely serious and really impressive. Well done, Dr. Ranch. Dancing the Samba in slightly more appropriate wildlife watching attire than Melania's colonizer chic, it's Kate Silverton and her partner Aliash. Right, I believe that when we were talking last week about a potential Samba to Africa, we had Elliot, who was very pro Toto, and, and, <laughs> and Meg, who was anti Toto. <laughs> Okay, Meg, you go first, and then we'll give Elliot the right of reply. <laughs> uh, I, no, I just... I hate the song. It's, it plays into the whole Africa as one monolithic thing rather than a continent that is bigger than the United States in landmass and contains 
54 recognised countries and two disputed ones. Um, obviously, I am from Africa in so much that I am a white person. So obviously what gets me into Africa is the relentless yoke of imperialism. Uh, but that's where I was born. That's where I grew up. Um, and I'm from South Africa. It's a country. But... Um, <laughs> But no, I just didn't love the song, and I didn't love the samba, and I felt very sorry for Kate, because it was clearly just a really bad night for her. Combination of music cringe and, and oh god, it's all going horribly wrong for you, I'm so sorry, cringe. Kate was giving it her all, but I think that if they'd given that Toto song a good kick up the bum and another 10 to 15 BPM, you physically could have sambaed to it. Elliot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I fully understand what they're saying about the song and how it is misconstrued with Africa. I just personally just love that song and it is a sample, but yeah, it did need speeding up because the transitions, it gave time, it gave Kate too much time to think, which made her overthink, which is why she lost it in several places. I didn't like the beginning when they're walking around and pointing at the animals on the LED screens. I thought that was really naff. Um... It was just, it just wasn't her dance, sadly. And it's just a shame. I will say, she said she was struggling with the, the shadow rolls in the VT. That is the hardest step you'll have in a samba routine. I have never attempted it because it is so difficult. And if you are both not in sync, it looks terrible. So I commend her for trying. Um, yeah, oh, I also put in big bold letters, dry ice of death. I saw the dry ice and I was like, oh no, this is never good when a producer's just floods dry ice onto a comp, as we've seen this, this year so far. If you have dry ice, you're probably going home. So I thought, oh no, yeah. did the producers see this in the run-throughs and just, just silently wheel this out when they weren't looking? The dry ice is the opposite of the pyro. The pyro means we think this is good and you should pay attention to it. And the dry ice means this is bad, please ignore I'm looking forward to next week when the producers like get out the dry ice and that couple sort of sees it and just kind of goes, no, or, like, or just like, start to panic. Like, were we that bad? <laughs> <laughs> and, no, it just wasn't her dance. It just wasn't her night, sadly. She fully acknowledges it wasn't, which again is very good of her. Unlike other couples, she was like, no, I had a mare. Get me back in ballroom. Mm. But she survived. And yeah, just pick yourself up and... Do what you did in your tango and your foxtrot, really, Kate, because she is a good dancer, but everyone just has that one bad dance, and the samba was Kate's. Yeah, quite often the samba is everybody's yeah. bogey dance. I mean, it's never got a 40. No, there's been one 40 in the history of the samba. And that years. was the dance that I watched. Um, and that was after, Danny and Oti. Yeah, yeah. I put the Magdalena samba on last night and just went, yeah, that's it. Ross, you're a man who's a fan of a colourful shirt. What did you think of what Ali Ash was wearing? Slightly too colourful for me. I'm, I'm happy for Ali Ash that he's an uncle. He seems very pleased with that. But yeah, the dance, the costumes, the whole tone uh, was not conducive to, to good quality, I would say. Vicky, when you're dancing to music that's too slow... And there's those horrible transitional moments where just nothing is happening. Mm -hmm. What can you do? Um, I 
I don't know. It just makes it so much harder. And the mistakes creep in as a you know novice learning it. You're going to be and someone who's already nervous. It's going to probably make it worse. Um, I thought I thought them looking and pointing at the animals on the screens was hysterical. By the way, I loved that. Um, and also the dry ice was. Could you not tell that was just steam rising off the African savanna, creating atmosphere. Um, but no, it was it was a, not a good dance for her. Everyone knows I'm a massive fan of Kate. Um, but I, I was quite surprised early on in the week in It Takes Two, she said she was loving it. And um, I think then she fell out of love with it a bit. Um, yeah, it's still a little bit disappointing. Hopefully it's just because it's out of the way now and we can just head on to some more nice ballroom and some easier Latin. Emily, we've not had you on this. I was for once employing the thing of if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. <laughs> but we absolutely adore Kate and we're glad she's over the speed bump. So we'll move yeah. swiftly on. Dancing the jive and ripping off his spacesuit without even a cursory atmospheric check. It's Graham Swan and his partner, Oti. Now, this everything was wrong with this. It was stupid. I loved it. <laughs> I- it's amazing. <laughs> it was so camp. It was so ridiculously camp more dry eyes of death but again moon but his feet weren't great but i i the only way it could have got more stupid in camp is that if graham had a matching gradient shirt and suit instead of the neon pink i think if they matched perfectly that's the only way it could have got more ridiculous (laughs) i i (laughs) everything was wrong i couldn't have loved every element of it more the boulders the strictly flag, the terrible tearaway <laughs> space suits, the space, the zero G acting, the tearaway moment, Oti's dress, Oti's legs, Oti's face. Oti's wig. Oti's. Oti, Oti, Oti. Graham's pink suit, Graham's pink shoes. It's just ridiculous. It reminded me of one of my favourite Eurovision performances, which is a Montenegrin um, sort of dubstep rap troupe called Who See, who did a song called Igranka, Igranka, which they also did in ridiculous tinfoil spacesuits. And it was also it was also trash, and I also loved it. It's what we needed, though, wasn't it? Like it had been such a serious night, and this just lifted everyone's spirits and those something now was such an uplifting song oh my it god did I kept, fit. like i forgot about the music even <laughs> it was just you were blinded by the show the start of that song that they did something to it and i didn't approve they, it was the only band it. note well yes even with the strictly band it felt like they chopped out like well i know they've got to shorten it but I was just like, oh, no. But then they tore off their spacesuits and I was happy again. <laughs> I felt like the spacesuits were... Um, I mean, they weren't, obviously, a subtle nod, but they reminded me of the spacesuits in Red Dwarf, which, obviously, yeah. with Danny John Jules being in Strictly this year, felt like wonderful uh, chiming for me. Um, I, I'm, I, I wouldn't want anyone to get upset about my use of words here, but it was silly. It was mm. it was silly, it was daft, it was joyous. Like, in terms of storytelling, I've no idea what was going on, except they were Not. on the moon and it was fun. Yeah. It was I mean, utter yeah. high camp, yeah. I mean, high PSA, camp if, you, loved it. 
if we ever Sorry. do get technology to go onto the moon, I wouldn't advise wearing what Oti did on the moon. You might get a bit cold and not last much longer. You would die. Yeah, There'd you would. Be <laughs> like, I don't advise wearing a tear away spacesuit either, because that's just a disaster waiting to happen as well. No, they're generally quite well sealed on account of keeping the air in to stop you from dying. I mean, what I do love is this just encapsulates Graham strictly so far, which is he is loving every single second of being on this show. And he's just unquestioningly obeying Oti. Yeah. Like, his body actually can't do what she's telling him to do, but he is trying. I did like the bit where it's like, where they were like, you keep laughing, and he's like, because I'm scared of her. And I was like, as you should be, Graham. As you should be. She's like the Gladrail, you know, all will love me in despair. Absolutely. Um, Vicky, how is she doing it? How is she doing what, sorry? How, how is she getting this out of Graham Swan? I've no idea. I don't know if it's just all that carpool karaoke they're doing on Instagram that I'm enjoying very much, but they, they seem to be having a great, great time. I almost say that with a bit of fear because we thought Sean and Katty were having a great, great time together. But um, yeah, I, I loved, um, there was also, I don't know if it's an NVT or another video I saw of them this week, but um, Graham take, keeps laughing at like what OT's wearing in training um, and it's really sweet. Um, but this was just high camp trash. Absolutely loved it. Loved OT's legs, OT's dress. Loved them singing along to it. Um, norm- normally you get penalised for that, but I don't think anyone cared. <laughs> No, no, everybody was just happy to have 90 seconds to uh, turn off their minds, stop worrying about stuff and enjoy something visually pleasing. Indeed. Ross? I can't really add anything more to that. It was high camp at its very best and it was wonderful. We've got our kind of underdog to root for now. Every series has got to have one that... Um, hasn't got the greatest technical ability, but is clearly loving it, and that comes across on the screen. And given that we maybe had another one, and that's now slightly skewed, Graham will get all the kind of underdog votes. So I can see him going quite far now. Blackpool, even. All the way up the M6. Uh, anybody else <laughs> to marvel at Graham? If he does make Blackpool, can we please have a, like, a Russell Grant fired out of a cannon moment again? Because he's the one person that'll say yes to something that stupid. You and I want it. Like, you don't even want to know what Oti has planned for Blackpool. <laughs> it's technically impossible and legally unwise. Dancing the tango and providing a solid case for the reboot of cult 90s game show Nightmare, it's Ashley Roberts and her partner Pasha. Well... A lot of modern pop music relies on production and the very specific vocals of the person who made the record. And I would say that Taylor's song is one of those records. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a brave song to take on. I mean, Ashley did look a bit like Taylor Swift with all of her styling. I didn't care for this routine, to be honest. I didn't like the chess pieces at the start. Her right arm was rigid and she wasn't into the floor, really, which is probably where she got marked down. It was fine, but... What were they doing getting Ochos in in the last 30 seconds? Like, what was that about? I think they were trying to be a bit clever with the choreography, but Craig quickly figured them out. (laughs) It just... It all felt a bit flamenco. Even her dress, the skirt of it, felt very flamenco instead of ballroom. 
because you had like the tiered red with that sort of like tooly fabric. Yeah, it was just a bit mismatched for me from Ashley this week. Anyone else? Uh, I mean, it wasn't the worst tango. I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's all marvelous, but it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it was fine, but it didn't make me go oh wow, or it didn't make me go. Bleh. So it was kind of I kind of forgot it had happened until I rewatched it. Also, at this point in the running order, I think we realised that the dance of shame was coming next. So I guess yes. everybody everybody had stopped concentrating. The elephant in the room was quite elephant. At this point. The medium-sized elephant in the room. <laughs> yes, it was. It was looming a bit. I think, yeah. Considering it was a such a heavily styled routine, I did think it would linger in my mind a little bit more, and it it seemed to sort of drip out almost as soon as it went in my brain. The thing um, that I mainly noticed was the reuse of the prop throne from the Game of Thrones routine last year. <laughs> Mother of Dragons. Yeah. They've been doing a lot of the um, string beaded detailing on the dresses this year, um, threaded back with beads. If it gets looped around your bosom in the wrong way, it looks very awkward indeed. I I mean, I I think it's awkward anyway, because if you have to go from being in hold to being out of hold, what if the male gets his hand stuck or it's also inviting your partner's microphone to get stuck in it yeah from a practical point of view she looked fierce but yeah the dance just didn't stick with me vicky was there anything there what have we missed um now you've said it i did think she lacked a little bit of intent maybe but i really liked it on the whole i thought it was going to be a sort of a 35 36 type of showing um the song maybe didn't help, like the the band's version of the song. Um, but I think technically she was quite strong, but saying that I don't know as much technically as Elliot. Um, but I've got this thing that's bugging me now with Ashley, um, away from the dancing. So she just really needs her roots doing. <laughs> like what is going on with her hair? If Diane like, can maintain like day one bright red hair colour the entire exactly. time... Yeah, and like on the launch show, I remember thinking, oh, like I wonder if that kind of like darker on top blonde hair is like a deliberate thing. But now it just looks really strange and she has like two colour hair and, you know, I don't understand what she's doing. She wants to put a colour on those ends. Yeah, get get the girl in for half a head of highlights, you know? That's bugging me more than a dancing. Right. <laughs> is that, Sorry. Is that, is that the female version of the tactical haircut? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> The tactical highlights. Yeah, the the sort of the glory blonde moment. Ross, you never had frosted tips, did you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In January, it gets very cold. <laughs> See, this is this is what happens when they make us be wholesome for a full episode. It boils over. <sighs> In terms of this dance, I only wrote down four words. <laughs> Awful song, Pasha, Guyliner, and that's all I've got to add. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, let's go on to the one that gave Strictly the 12 million million ratings last night. Dancing the Charleston, and words fail me. I can't do this. It's Sean Walsh and his partner, Katya. Good grief. (laughs) 
good grief indeed. I feel like the, it's, this I feel is like the, this is been a better Justin if it hadn't been another dance up until Tuesday. Mm, the this whole thing is the messiest mess that ever messed. It's, oh God! It is the most awkward. It is grim. Did anyone else clock Neil in the claudatorium? Oh, my mum showed me a photo just, afterwards. Just lurking at the back <laughs> with, like, death eyes. Oh, Neil. Oh, Neil. This is a very, very awkward situation for everyone watching because obviously they've come out and apologised and obviously Rebecca Humphreys gave her statement with the most perfect final line I've ever read in a statement. I love her for that. Um, always take the cat. Should be a banner. But at the same time, people are saying they should be, they should withdraw, they should be kicked off. You can't kick them off for that reason. I'm, uh, it's just, it's just very, very messy because obviously it's not the first time this has happened. It's the first time when they've still been in the show, but obviously I won't name names. But you know, one person left his wife and kids, now has a baby with their other with their professional strictly partner. Um, <laughs> I still like the routine. I still think it was a bit manic, but Sean did well. Uh, Dan Wooten's been on Twitter tonight um, saying it's unfair Sean got through and there's some sadistic voters putting him through, at which point I say, get a life. Um, oh, Dan Witten, shut up. Sorry. Pretty, but, pretty like, much, what yeah. What is his problem? Uh-huh. What so is did, his problem? On, uh, on Sunday morning, I muted Dan Wooten and muted the words Dan Wooten on the Keep Dancing pod Twitter. So as far as I'm concerned, he's sort of a non-person now. Don't worry, Sarah's back on reality TV. He'll be busy again soon. Oh, good. Um, all that aside, I did like this routine. And, yeah, it's... It's just a weird situation because we all said, and even my friends said, we don't know which way the producers more than anything are going to take this whole story. Are they going to make the judges mark him down and get get him out this week? Or are they going to love the ratings and not mark him down and so he stays in? It's just a bit of a mess. There's not much more that can really be said that hasn't been said already. Neil's chose to remain quiet on the situation. We should respect that, to be honest. I'm sure him and Katya have spoken about it. Katya is doing her job as a professional on the show. And I liked the routine they did. I don't know what they were meant to do beforehand, why it all changed. I've been a bit oblivious this week, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Can someone fill me in? Well, nobody, actu- nobody, nobody actually knows apparently. what their other dance was, but apparently it was... Not not as chaste as a Charleston. Right. I did. I will admit, I did like the bit when Cassie did run up Sean's back and then stood on his shoulders. I thought that was quite impressive and required a lot of core strength and trust between the pair of them. Yeah, it, it was impressive. And, like, that's the difficult thing because we've ended up with now a contestant who's thoroughly unlikable with a partner who we really like who can yeah. do awesome stuff and now they're just there being difficult. I think Katya's going to push through. I think Sean is very... Like, and their reaction to being called safe, like Katya was completely bowled over by it. Like, I think they were both extremely shocked that they stayed in. It's, it's just going to be very interesting. It's just a shame that this whole series is now going to be shrouded in that one incident until they leave. Yeah, it's a shame because he did so well last week and I was so looking forward to this. And he did do well again. But now we've got that side of it as well. And 
I won't even start on the comments on the YouTube video or the, the Instagram that involves Sean and Catcher because it's really quite nasty and people shouldn't be saying what they're saying on that, to be honest. I'll say that as well. They're, being, a, really, a... they're being nasty and it's not nice. Regardless of your opinion, it's overstepping a line. People love a good curtain twitch. Mm. They do. And I think I, I think the the right thing to do is to just is to keep them in and and persist. It's rights versus responsibilities, isn't it? They had the right to do it, but their responsibility is to quite literally face the music. They've agreed to do this show. They've cocked up and they've been caught. And they just have to now carry on. I the awkward touching was hilarious um, when they were trying to do like high fives but without body contact uh, last night and do you know what people will keep them in just to watch them suffer uh, it's not nice but it is the thing that's going to happen and we'll just see them crack on do, do you think Sean will leave the show this week voluntarily because I have a feeling he might mm. no no I don't even I think he's publicly apologised to Rebecca Anyway, like Katya's apology specifically mentioned her husband. Um, uh, you know, before we get off into uh, like forum type, he said, she said, in Vicky. Hello, um, my I don't the dance. I thought was a little bit of a mess and a little bit overmarked. I thought I thought the lifts and the tricks in it were great, and it just showed you know Katya being fearless, which is what we all love to see. Um, I think with the whole situation, um, yeah, they did wrong and they have apologised in whatever sincere or insincere fashion we were thinking about, but it still took balls of steel to come out and do that on Saturday and with a smile on their face and I was, pretend everything's hunky-dory. I was fully expecting Sean to crack at some point. It sounded a mm. bit, like, hysterical uh, with the laughing. Yeah. Has he not been laughing hysterically through the whole thing, to be fair on that front? Yes, he has. It was a bit of a jump from the mood on It Takes Two on whatever day it was, Wednesday, to the Saturday. It was a quite a jump in uh, transition and how they were presenting themselves. Yeah, I never want to see an It Takes Two episode like that again. That was... Oh, um, it, was it was kind of brilliant, though. Oh, it, the, the, the tone that it was closest to was when the executive producer of Blue Peter came on to apologise to all of us kids about what Richard Bacon had done in the Groucho Club. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Serious business. And so we move on. Right, I am under quite a lot of pressure to like this dance. Um, because we've had a high-profile Twitter spat with the lovely Kevin, whose birthday it was yesterday, and who we are just... We, we want to get it, Kevin. We want to get it so much. But last week we didn't... Last, last week we didn't cover the Minions jive with as much praise as we ought to have done because some yellow face paint got between us and the enjoyment of the dance. But now we're onto a foxtrot... I really, really liked it, and I was a, one of the major um, disses of the yellow body paint because I just think body paint's impractical for dancing situations, personally. Um, but I thought this was lovely. I thought the motor car was a little, the motorbike and sidecar was a little bit gratuitous, and we didn't need it. But it was very important to the storytelling, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> 
but whatever. Um, whatever. They did a lovely foxtrot. They looked great. It was... There was no, like, uh, styling over substance issue. I really enjoyed it, and I... I'm sticking with that. I thought it was a very robust foxtrot. You know, you, I suppose you, the foxtrot does come in different flavours, from the sort of the quite ethereal to um, the proper roustabout uh, party foxtrot that this was. Is that even a thing, party foxtrot? It is now. It is now. Um, and obviously, Stacy looked like a dream uh is it Jean Shrimpton I'm thinking of, Emily? Yes. Yes, proper Jean Shrimpton look. Um, totally impractical for riding a motorbike, but seeing as she wasn't really ride, riding a motorbike and it was just there to establish a mood, fine. There's just something so enjoyable and breezy about Stacey's dancing that just makes it really watchable. I've no idea what they were doing in Grimsby or why that's got anything to do with high-ho silver lining. Like... I don't get it, but I did enjoy it. Um, well, firstly, hi, Kevin, because no doubt he will be listening to this. <laughs> hi, Kevin. <laughs> Sorry. Hi. I get what he was doing with the Foxtrot and the choreography because, obviously, Stacey has been going up and down the country this week doing talks, and even today she was back in Chester doing another talk. So he managed to go get a good blend of performance and actual Foxtrot choreography and hold, and it worked brilliantly because I really enjoyed this. I really liked what they were wearing as well. The whole beehive and that sort of thing reminds me of one, the Jetsons for some reason I don't know why and B, like, just like these old like 60s fashion magazines where like people, where those girls would be in beehives trying to sell you bullet bras. Again, I don't know why I'm coming to these conclusions. I watch a lot of weird like future, like these. this is the future sort of like films and kids shows when I was young. Yeah, I think she did absolutely great. Um, I'm glad she was top of the leaderboard. I felt she deserved it. And it is really now starting to reaffirm my hope and prediction that Stacey and Kevin will win in December because she's now starting to really show herself and is excelling. And she did this whilst doing talks, like, up and down the country. So... Yeah, I'm now thinking that if Joe doesn't win, Stacey is a very good contender. I think she's a safe finalist, certainly. I would be shocked if she doesn't make the final at the minute because she is firing on all cylinders. Meg, what did you reckon? I I really loved it. I, I, I liked her angry kick at the motorbike at the beginning. Um, but, no, I, I mean, she's, she's not a dancer. Uh, like, she's not come into this with any dance experience, but she is definitely a dancer now and um yeah i i really i was really pleased that they did so well and that's the one it. that's the ones that the public will allow to win yes you weren't a dancer you're a dancer now i mean last week's drive was lovely once you got past the theming um and and this one was just a nice combination of theme and dance it made everybody feel really nice after the previous awkwardness. And yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. It, it came it in after all that. Cleanser. Yeah, you've had the awkward elephant in the room, and now you've got this lovely, charming dance. 
that just you couldn't help but fall in love with. I thought they were perfectly placed in the running order and it was the, the dance of the night. Vicky? My thoughts on the dance, like, it was all right. Um, I don't feel like I didn't love it as much as everyone else, to be honest. Um, maybe my attention span was lacking at the end, but um, she danced it very nicely. I would have preferred for them to be in and hold a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, I have I have thoughts on the whole Kevin Twitter feud situation. Oh, go he started it, getting. Oh, yes. Well, he started getting quite, um, quite um, opinionated about dance sport or like what I would call Borum and Latin competitions, which is, in my opinion, what Strictly was born out of. And I appreciate what you see on Strictly isn't what you see on a Borum and Latin competition floor. It is obviously a lot more theme, there's props, there's there's lots going on uh, that make it more entertaining, and it is an entertainment show. But there is still, it's got to have a thread of at least traditionalism, and I don't always want to see a motorbike in a foxtrot, um, and I don't, like you know the theming is hard to get past sometimes I just he's got his head in the clouds so much with his like Jason Gilkerson Mike Matthew Bourne stuff I just I just want him to take it back to something simpler sometimes he seems to think that simple is boring whereas I, I like it yeah he says he's not interested if he can't use the dance to tell a story but yeah, that's fine but that's not that's but I not think boring. I think you could probably tell a story about being stuck on the road in Grimsby, probably without a motorbike, because you could start yeah. out where they're hitching a lift, mm. even though nobody does hitchhiking yeah. anymore. But, you know, it's they a retro storytelling. I mean, the couples told stories in the first three or four seasons of Strictly Come Dancing without props, didn't they? Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like he's being brainwashed by the producers and his, like, his Twitter responses are just like... Louise Rainbow speaking through this Kevin from Grimsby-shaped mouthpiece. I can... So, I can... I'm, I'm starting to be able to see where he's coming from. But I feel like he's sort of the one on Strictly that really, really believes it. And I feel like yeah. um, the quick turnaround on Strictly, you know, the pressure to get these routines from concept to taping in six days mm. i don't think it does his high concept stuff a lot of favors because it took me a couple of weeks to work out how the you know that first one she did the quick step to the kylie song mm. in the bus shelter in the bus shelter and so in my head i took that out of the ballroom and imagined that they were doing it in the street in an actual bus shelter with sort of quite a gritty sort of soap-style filter and film grading on it and, you know, a bit of yellow street lighting, and she's still wearing this mm. really nice dress. And that's a nice image. I can, like, if that's what he was going for, that's really nice. But really, mm. where that kind of concept belongs for me is um, the Kevin Clifton hour, an hour of sort yeah. of really beautiful production numbers and comedy and sketches and things. Well, I think this is why he's going to follow, I think, Joanne's thread. I mean, he's already going to be in a West End show next year, isn't he? And I think that's the direction he's generally heading in. I've, you know, we've heard interviews where he talks about how he fell out of love with competition dancing and he, he stopped for a while and then he... 
his, his interest in dance was like rejuvenated by sort of Matthew Bourne style numbers. And I see a lot of that. I can see that coming through in his stuff. But just I think sometimes he it gets a bit too far. I just want something a little bit more traditional. Yeah. Well, with a high concept, there'll be people that it works for and people who get it. Mm. And those people will have their experience of the dance enhanced. And the people that don't get it will have to do a bit more work to just look at the dance that they were here for. Mm. Mm. But things I really, I really like Kevin, but I just, in his sort of, it's in the last few months, like since he's, he's become a lot more opinionated in his kind of social media postings, um, this stuff has sort of been coming through and I don't really know what to do with it. Well, We'll have a word and we'll see if we can sort yes. it out. <laughs> I can <laughs> confidently say that I'd get on really, really well with Kevin, but I still don't always like his theming. It's a difficult one because I never want to stifle anybody's creativity. And we've also been very harsh on people when we feel that they've not gone the full pineapple. But the full pineapple isn't about throwing everything at it. The full pineapple is knowing what to include and when to stop. Yes, because all yeah. of your elements have to support your theme. If something looks crap on the Friday, chuck it out. Yeah. Our problem, the whole thing with the pineapple was that if you're going to say that you're being inspired by Carmen Miranda, you have to have the pineapple. It doesn't matter what else you have, you have to have the pineapple. Kind of, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a key visual cue, isn't it? So with the minions, for me, the key visual cue was the yellow uh, bodysuits and the denim and the goggles, not the yellow body paint. Oh, we're just like this minions thing is going to run and run. Because I know, I'm I sorry, think, but it's... I think it, that a, lo- a lot of the reason... So other than the, just the raw tribalism of the Kevin fans on, Strict, on, on Strictly Twitter who didn't like that we were criticising it at all, Um, A lot of them, there was this sense that we didn't like fun or we didn't want children to enjoy Strictly because Minions obviously are a big fan, uh, are big with children who are (sighs) pre-verbal. Like, we're not just miseries for not liking (laughs) the way that a Minion costume was implemented. No. No, we just like our dancing done properly. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's where we got crosswise. Like, if you want somebody to look at and and go, oh, that was on for 90 seconds. That was perfect. We look at this differently and we are breaking down the actual technique and the, the performance. And we did specify that and we did mention that. But the I thing think... is, on Twitter, Twitter's very much the wrong <laughs> arena for yeah. these conversations. They Absolutely. Are and, you know, some, but the, I think that is a point to anyone who does any of or any sort of performer if what you're doing gets misconstrued down a camera lens, something's gone slightly wrong. Because obviously at the end of the day, you are performing to not the couple hundred in the studio, to the millions down that camera lens. And if your dance get lost, gets lost in a prop or a theme idea, I think you've gone the wrong route. Because at the end of the day, it's still a show about dancing. Yes, there are performance elements and the props now that help it, but at the end of the day, we are still looking at the dancing. So you need yeah. to have, you have to find a balance. Do you know, we're going to come back to this. 
after whatever happens this week. Um, but Good yeah, so that was this week's dancers. We already we've started doing the results show in with the main dancers, so we don't have to go over all that again. Um, Backstreet Boys, ropey, sexy routine to Dua Lipa, potentially inappropriate this week. Um, so all that remains is to do Frock of the Week. One vote each. Meg. I liked Amy's dress, the gold one. Amy in gold. Emily. Stacy. Yeah, of course. Obs. Obs. Elliot. Stacy with an honorable mention to Kevin because I did love his outfit as well. Yeah, so- he's smart. <laughs> Ross? Um, I really like Jeanette's dress. I'll go with Jeanette. Okay, Vicky? I'm going with Vic again. I just, I kept saying when I, I was watching the dance, oh, I'd love that dress. Oh, I'd love to try that on. So, yeah, it's going to be Vic's dress. And I'm going with Oti. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Post space suit, I assume. Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> but that means that the lovely Stacy is the winner of Frock of the Week. And she'll be getting a lovely graphic of herself in that Yay. amazing frock. Hooray. So that's it. That was week four, the wholesome week of Strictly Come Dancing. I look forward to seeing you all next week for a co- another completely normal episode of Strictly Come Dancing. Uh-huh. Good night, Meg. Good night. Good night, Emily. Good night. Good night, Elliot. Night night. Good night, Ross. Good night. Good night, Vicky. Good night. Ah. Good night, everybody. Keep dancing. <laughs>